You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that ever ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, Locked On Browns, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Appreciate everyone who makes Locked On Browns their first listen day in, day out. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Locked On Browns. Follow back account, as everybody knows. DMs are open. Questions, ideas, commentary. Feel free to flood the DMs. Today's pregame. Locked on Browns is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Browns, Ravens, Sunday night. Uh, down at M&T Stadium in Baltimore. Uh, look, during the day, 50 degrees, probably going to get to high 30s. Typical November weather down in Baltimore as basically for the Cleveland Browns, playoffs start this week. Um, you know, luckily for them, it's maybe not, you know, single elimination. Um, but this is a huge one Sunday night. Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated in the house for your pregame show. As everybody knows, Pete, uh, I guess we'll go to the offensive side of the ball here. All signs looking like Kareem Hunt will be joining the Browns. Certainly much needed, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I would say if you're going to talk about the two most important skill position players right now for the Browns, everybody knows Nick Chubb is one. You could probably debate for two, maybe between a couple of people. Kareem Hunt would certainly be into that conversation. Um, but offensively, and we'll get to this defensively, and we'll get to some final thoughts in the third segment, it appears the Browns, might be as healthy as that they've been in a while, Pete, going into this one. Well, in terms of personnel, they'll have the most guys out there. It's, we'll see just how healthy some of those guys are. But uh, given the fact that the Browns' wide receivers stink, um, <laughs> it makes it that much more important that they have guys like Kareem Hunt because, one, Kareem Hunt has done well against the Ravens anyway, and then, two, the receivers stink. So you really need it. What I would hope they do is they embrace the idea of putting more backs on the field, especially since they've uh, gotten enough, I think out of Dearness Johnson, where they can say he's a viable enough backup where you don't feel like you're uh, hurting yourself too much by putting him on the field. If somebody needs a rest, but um, the Browns, the last time these two got together uh, in a shootout, Kareem Hunt was utilized. Uh, effectively as a, you know, wide out uh, at times. I think if the Browns, you know, the one one of the few benefits that you got out of um, out of Hunt being out so long is that they threw the ball to Nick Chubb more. And it, it seems like every time they do this, they seem to forget he's good at it and then they stop doing it. But if you put both those guys on the field, then that becomes a better option. And for a team that needs more receiving threats, even if it's just throwing more tight ends and, and backs out there, I think that's a, a better way to do it than uh, just putting out more receivers. 
Uh, no question about it. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's the comfort zone of the offense. It's the comfort zone for Kevin Stefanski um, with all the injuries that Baker's going through right now um, to be able to lean on the running game and to be able to have all your top options available. Certainly, you know, no doubt about it. There's, you know, the Ravens defense has been up and down this year. There's been times where they just absolutely got gashed. Um, things you've never seen from a Baltimore Raven defense before, mental miscues, uh, lack of communication, uh, we'll see when the final injury report does come out on Friday. They have a lot of cornerbacks um, as of Thursday did not practice. Um, so, you know, a lot of injuries. And look, at this time of year, everybody's kind of that way. So, you know, nobody's going to feel bad for the Browns. Nobody's certainly going to feel bad for the Ravens about their injuries. You know, as you know, we head into this, you know, prime time, big, big matchup. So getting Kareem back into the fold um, and maybe now, you know, not, you know, you can use Nick in other assets in the, you know, I'm sorry, in other phases in the offense, you can use him as a receiver because you're going to be able to spell him with Kareem. Uh, you can use the Ernest Johnson as well. Obviously he's certain shown more than capable. If you need to get him five, six, seven touches, uh, you know, just because maybe it's been a heavy workload on Kareem, it's been a heavy workload on Nick. Um, Jack Conklin, Pete, this is the one we haven't really heard a lot about this week. Um, he's out there practicing. I think a lot of this is maybe going to be a pain tolerance thing. Um, it's also going to be, you know, how, you know, and this is the thing with, you know, the injury he had, it can be labeled what it was, but there's certainly different heights of how long it was going to put him on the shelf for here. You know, Blake Hans, you know, the run game blocking last week was great. The pass blocking has never been good since he's been at right tackle. Um, so he's, it's going to be interesting with Jack Conklin, how it plays out. Obviously, the Browns would love to have him. You certainly want to go to a battle like this with you know all your top weapons and protectors available. Well, I mean, fortunately, Jack Conklin's been in practice every day, uh, including today. So um, it sounds like he's going to be out there, which is certainly helpful. Um, the Ravens, um, I don't know where Calais Campbell's status is right now, but I know he's beat up. I know Concussion protocol. Yeah, but Brandon Williams is beat up. Uh, in addition to the fact that they were missing three corners, none of which is Marlon Humphrey, uh, mm-hmm. so they are hurting at spots. I mean, you know, just a Matabuike is a, a good fill-in option, uh, but if if they're missing, you know, some of these guys, particularly Campbell, I mean, he's far and away their best player uh, up front. Then they can hopefully set the tone with the running game and use that to to sort of. Uh, dictate what's going to go on. Patrick Queen still stinks. Uh, so you you have some good options in terms of being able to run the ball. And, and you know, the Ravens defense has not been effective. Obviously, they've been hit with a, a significant number of injuries, but even some of their guys that have routinely been very good, like Chuck Clark is not playing as well as he has been in the past. Um, so, you know, that – Certainly an avenue where the Browns can get better, particularly if they got Conklin back uh, and and they can just sort of lean on the Ravens a little bit. Look, it's going to be, you know, featuring on the running game here. Um, and, you know, if anybody saw, obviously the Browns practiced on Friday, nasty, cold. Um, and look, you know, it, it's not going to be, you know, it'll be a little bit better Sunday night. Uh, but, you know, if it's not raining, get out there, get in the elements. Get your work in. Obviously, we're not playing in a dome Sunday in Baltimore. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, maybe it's trending in the right direction for him. And Pete, maybe just having him out there um, and whether or not he can be a factor or not. And this also might be some of the, hey, can we get you through Sunday 
And then we've got 14 days, you know, basically you ain't got to do nothing until we lace it up again, two weeks from, you know, two weeks from Sunday again against the Ravens. Uh, but you certainly hopefully can at least have that presence out there. Anthony Schwartz still in the uh, concussion protocol himself. Um, and certainly, you know, he's done anything, not really done anything to prove that, you know, you're certainly going to have to worry about him, but getting down to people's Jones back, at least he, you know, is somewhat of what you're looking for. He's different than the rest as far as these Browns wide receivers that would be available for Sunday. Well, I mean, he's their best guy by far. Uh, if he can play, that's certainly a benefit. You know, how are they going to play Marlon Humphrey? Presumably they're just going to play sides. If, we, if, if that's the case, um, they can put Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, out in different spots to try to create some opportunities. Uh, his His size and strength is – certainly uh valuable in that uh in that way uh, you know the fact that they they do have a bye week behind this game they didn't play particularly well against the lions at least offensively um they're you know and the, and, and this is obviously a big game for the browns there is some sense of you know they're going to try to you know find a way to give everything they can possibly give in this one uh, that, that hopefully gets them a win and then they can sort of get two weeks off. The Ravens don't have that luxury. They have to go play the Steelers next before they go to Cleveland the following week and rematch. Uh, they, 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 you know, they are right now, and obviously they've been dealing with injuries the whole year, but right now sort of in terms of just the amount of guys who are beat up but playing or are trying to play, they are where the Browns were, you know, a few weeks ago, and they don't really have any kind of reprieve from that. So at least uh, defensively, it's going to be a slog for them, and and for a group that hasn't played well, that that potentially is problematic, uh, and and could, you know, lead into a, a way where the Browns can put up a bunch of points, and God knows they they need it. Uh, they haven't scored virtually at all since the Bengals game. So uh, they need sort of a big game and obviously getting reinforcements back in terms of three major players on offense uh, would, would go a long way in addition to however much healthier Baker Mayfield is. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's noticeably better than last week, even if we're not, you know, even if he's not in a great spot, but uh, that all could, you know, hit the, hit the right time and then they can sort of play, some ball control offense uh, to just basically try to keep Lamar Jackson off the field as much as possible. Um, and just, you know, here breaking now, uh, Troy Hill, Donovan Peoples-Jones listed as questionable. Um, you know, if you heard uh, defensive coordinator Joe Wood speak today, he thought that, you know, they would have Troy Hill, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, we'll wait and see it out. But, uh, you know, it's obviously a huge one here. And I mean, if, if you can go all men on deck, you're certainly going to go all men on deck. Anthony Schwartz um, still out with the concussion, so he will be unavailable Sunday night. And to be honest, I mean, you know, with the time being out and the way his rookie season's gone, I don't know if he's truly a guy that you are ready to count on in any way whatsoever in a game of this magnitude Sunday night. We're going to get to the defensive side of the ball here. We're going to go a little bit deeper, and then we'll get to our final thoughts here. As it's a big one Sunday night, as your Cleveland Browns travel to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Stat Hero, Stat Hero again. The coolest thing about Stat Hero is one on one, one versus 
the house. You pick your players on a weekly basis against who Stat Hero has, and you win. You take your money. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house. Again, in a head-to-head matchup, winner take all. Here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid as Stat Hero players are clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they are daring you to beat them. Stat Hero is head-to-head is exactly what daily daily fantasy sports should be. One-on-one. One of a couple of the key matchups here um, would be Leonard Fournette, maybe against Najee Harris. Leonard Fournette, a player last week, lost carries to Ronald Jones, scored a touchdown. you got to wonder if this time of the year the Bucs are maybe trying to get Rojo a little bit more involved. Najee Harris, first time against the Bengals, had 13 receptions. Certainly a matchup to look at. Another one, Deontay Johnson. Could be a shootout. Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati on Sunday. Terry McLaren, if you're one of those that likes to wait to know exactly what you have to go against. Terry McLaren, McLaren, Sunday night against the Seattle Seahawks. Two intriguing matchups you could look at right now on StatHero.com. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com slash locked on. Again, promo code locked on for a 100% match. StatHero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions may apply. Defensively, Pete, now I had mentioned Troy Hill, defense coordinator Joe Woods, had spoken earlier in the day, thought there was a really, really good shot. They were going to get Troy Hill back this week. A.J. Green is back. You're back to five deep at the cornerback position, which has been – all of these guys have had – shown well, have had opportunities this year where they played really, really well. Uh, safety, you're going to have all of those guys. Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa practiced all week. They said probably not 100%, maybe close to 90 But, Pete, this gives you avenues on defense. You can try and go big, which really isn't the best thing for the Browns. These defensive tackles have had a rough stretch, as we all know. Or you can try to say against Lamar Jackson in this offense, we're going to try and run with you. We're going to try to beat you to the spot. We're going to try to take away angles. And, you know, no J.K. Dobbins, obviously, no Gus Edwards. You're talking Devontae Freeman. You're talking Latavius Murray. You're certainly talking Lamar Jackson. We'll see the way it plays out for the wide receiver core. But you have the opportunity here, A, to have almost everybody on your defense, and B, the ability to, you know, maybe not just go at this from one avenue as defending this Ravens offense. Well, I mean, the the big thing is the Browns' corners are healthy. Uh, If you can take away their receivers uh, with corner play and you can have a lot of guys sort of looking at the line of scrimmage and where Lamar Jackson's going to be, you can play more assignments on football uh, and win with numbers. You don't want to have to try to tackle him one-on-one. That's where he's going to beat you. Uh, The Browns' defensive tackle position is obviously going to be a huge question mark in this because the Ravens want to be able to – essentially dive and do various other inside runs so they can get Lamar Jackson going. Uh, That's going to be a question. And then the other focus is going to be on how well Miles Garrett and Genevieve Clowney can 
can take away the edges if they can do that. That's certainly going to be a limiting factor. But if the middle is problematic as it has been, um, then if they, they can't contain rush lanes, then that could become an avenue. But if, if they've got uh, JOK and Troy Hill and some of these other guys back, they may do what the Dolphins did a little bit and, and blitz, uh, you know, whether it's a DB or a linebacker or something, just to try to make him uh, get, if he's going to run, get into that mode quicker uh, and then try to, to rally around him uh, which is what they were able to do. Uh, that'll be interesting because they do have uh, sort of all hands on deck and they do have some guys who have been really inconsistent. So for example, uh, their safeties haven't been great by any stretch, but potentially using them as a blitzing threat could be a way to make them look better than they are. Troy Hill's obviously been good at that JOK. Uh, whatever capacity he is, is somebody that can do that. So uh, whether it's delayed or, you know, some other kinds of blitzes that they can utilize to just to try to get Lamar to basically start playing as a runner or rush him in general, that would be beneficial. That seems to be what most teams would like to be able to do. Uh, the Browns have obviously seen him enough times. It's not anything new, but it's always difficult to try to rally and corral him. Uh, so it'll be interesting. They've, they've done it before. Uh, and it's always been predicated on how well their defensive ends have played. Uh, and they have more talent, at least, than they have had in years past at guys who can theoretically uh, rally and, and tackle to the football. But ha they actually have to go out and do it, and that's always always tricky. Pete, um, we've talked about this one before, and obviously everybody loves the Find the Turg segment on the Locked on Browns pregame shows. Um, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one. And Pete, let's be honest. Uh, the next time this guy checks down Miles Garrett, most likely it'll be the first. Yeah, Alejandro Villanueva has never blocked Miles Garrett. So um, I don't see any reason for this to be the first game. He has not played well this year. Um, he's the weakest link on that line. Uh, he's particularly bad as a pass blocker. So, you know, obviously it will depend on how the Browns want to play this in terms of how they want to try to uh, create pressure and all those things. But Alejandro Villanueva is certainly a viable guy for them to exploit and potentially put pressure on Jackson, who's a right-handed quarterback. So if you can get him on the blind side, that is certainly helpful. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, obviously Miles Garrett has, has been really successful against a lot of people. I don't know if he's had more success against any one player than he has Villanueva. So that's certainly the best uh, matchup in this game. Oh, and by far over the years, the Andrew, Andrew uh, Villanueva uh, blocking for Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, it was just like the perfect matchup of, you know, tackle that can't move against quarterback that can't move. Now you have tackle that can't move. At least Lamar can defend himself a little bit better than big Ben. Pete, um, you know, like I mentioned here with the running backs, no J.K. Dobbins, who was developing into a really, really nice running back before the injury over the summer, stupidly, you know, suffered in a preseason game where he should have never been out there. Devontae Freeman certainly is going to scare the daylights at anybody. Lat Murray, nice back, certainly not going to scare the daylights at anybody. There is one guy on this offense besides Lamar Jackson, Pete, that this Browns team has never had an answer for over the last couple of years, and it's Mark Andrews. Is this one of those things where, look, if we got to go high, low, Look, if we're going to lose, it better not be because Lamar's hitting number 89 over the middle all day. 
Yeah, I have to imagine they're going to do some kind of uh, box coverage or whether it's uh, underneath, over the top, whether it's sides, whether it's man with help. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they do something like put uh, either defensive end or Sione Taki Taki right over him at times. Bag the tight end, bag the tight end. Yeah, to try to just to to give him problems off the line of scrimmage or at least put them in a situation where they may have to have him chip or something before he leaves. And if they do that, then that becomes a big advantage. But, I mean, this is why they've got the safeties they've got. Uh, This is, you know, they they have to find a way to be able to do this. John Johnson, the last time he played a a really good tight end – that the Browns were successful against. It was no fan. I'll be curious to see if they do more of that where they have him manned up. Uh, but yeah, the, Mark Andrews is, is, is a problem. He's one of the best tight ends in football right now. And if the Browns, you know, again, if, if you can limit the receivers, then I think, you know, Mark Andrews can have success and not kill you. But overall, if they can find a way to stifle his production, that would be a huge advantage for the Browns. He's got to be the X factor, and everybody always talks about Bill Belichick and trying to eliminate, you know, the one piece that you know concerns them the most. Uh, look, if you can take eighty nine out of this, um, it certainly makes things, you know, just tremendously easier uh, as far as defending the rest of this Ravens offense. Pete, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, Miles Garrett, the level of importance he always carries. Who is positional group, positional player? Who's the most important player or positional group? on this defense Sunday in what will hopefully turn out to be a Browns victory. Oh man. Uh, I'll say corner just because if they have, if, if they can have a lot of success one-on-one limiting one. those receivers and not needing help to do it, then that's mm-hmm. going to be a major, major boost to this thing because it's going to ena- enable them to play with more numbers. Um, they're more than talented enough to do it. Denzel Ward's playing really, really well. Greg Newsom's uh, obviously getting a, a really good, talented player. And if you do have a guy like Troy Hill, um, you can be a little more creative with how you uh, create pressure or add numbers or anything along those lines. So that group can sort of set the tone for everything else and uh, make everybody else's life just a little bit easier. You heard it there from Mr. Pete Smith. Pete, now you get into this just overall, um, and this is one where, look, I mean, we're, you know, it always works out this way, as all you listeners know. Um, there's always certain players that Pete and I fall in love with during the draft, draft process, um, and when they don't become Cleveland Browns, they become uh, drafted by teams, which means we most likely we're going to see them two times a year. Going to get our first look at Rashad Bateman here. Rashad Bateman, uh, Marquise Brown, uh, and then you add in you know, veteran Sammy Watkins here. Uh, interesting wide receiver group for the Ravens. Um, it seems to be working a little bit better, uh, you know, for the Ravens this year, as far as maybe finally finding a recipe uh, for what works. You know, Bateman, he's been successful. The biggest key with Bateman is he's also drawing uh, defensive pass, uh, defensive pass interference calls. Um, so first look at him. And, you know, obviously with Watkins, a little bit of a revamped Ravens wide receiver core for 2021. Yeah, Rashad Bateman's a good player. Uh, he's coming in, and you know, obviously his biggest challenge this year has been being on the field. Uh, but when he does it, he's effective. Um, his size is a potential problem if the Browns are going to try to match up. The one thing that the Ravens have, even though if their wide receivers aren't necessarily overpowering, is they're just big. 
their top three guys are all 210 pounds plus. Um, you know, that's not where Denzel Ward is at. Uh, Greg Newsom's bigger, but still not that, that big. Uh, you know, if they can get the ball in their hands, they're potentially problematic. They can box out a little bit, but if the Browns can cover them, uh, they may be in a spot where, you know, somebody can get an interception or, or, or make a play like that. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, theoretically troubling. Um, but, it, but as I said, the Browns are more than good enough to do this. The, the, it, the, the bigger potential issues for how well they can block, um, at least side, size-wise, it'll be curious to see um, if the Browns can do better in that regard to sort of get numbers to the football, because if they can't, that's always going to be uh, a, a bad situation. But the, the Browns have the guys to win that matchup. They just have to go out and do it. And a couple of key things here before we close this out and get to our third and final segment from Jake Trotter, uh, obviously Browns ESPN reporter, uh, Baker Mayfield, injuries aside, this is the healthiest the Browns have been since the beginning of training camp. And most importantly, Jack Conklin is planning to play Sunday night. Coach Kevin Stefanski is planning to activate both Jack Conklin and Kareem Hunt for the Ravens game. So again, look, you're going at it. You've got the uh, full toolbox, so to speak, and what is probably, as of right now, the most important game of the 2021 season. We're going to get back here with some final thoughts. Um, again, a biggie, but some final thoughts coming here on your latest Lockdown Browns. Appreciate everybody who makes us your first listen each and every day. Y'all folks might want to listen a little bit closer to this one. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. Another great thing about Built Bar, the amount of mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built is coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED20 and get 20% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED20 for 20% off at built.com. It's Thanksgiving week, and we all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better than with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online. We are stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Pete, going into this, um, you know, look, 
the confidence level, you know, it can be all over the place. A, number one, this team has obviously had its struggles this year. Six and five. You've got a quarterback, and now apparently there's a little bit with, you know, a minor thing, but now Baker's groin is part of this, which maybe is understandable if you got a bad heel, you got a bad knee, you're trying to overcompensate. It leads to other things. So basically everywhere, Baker Mayfield is injured right now. But you go into this, you're getting reinforcements back, and there is this back-against-the-wall mentality. Because, look, if it's not this week, the rest of the season may not matter, Pete. This team needs to come out strong and at least give this Ravens team everything it's got. Right. Uh, you know, it's not a must-win game, but you, you, it certainly would help a, quite a bit to get to 7-5 and five into the bye week uh, and feel good. Uh, being able to come out, potentially get, you know, play this team again. If you beat them the first time, you can feel that much better about beating them the second time. Um, so that that's a, a, you know, everything about this game is huge. Uh, it has a similar feeling to the, the uh, playoff game against the Steelers where it feels like the Browns are really, really down. Um, and, you know, the, the, this is not going to go well, but uh for some reason, I have a feeling that they're going to play certainly better than they have the past two weeks, and uh, and 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 play well. Uh, I, I you know I don't know what that's going to turn out to in terms of how many points they score, but I do think the Bruns are 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 going to play uh, this game well, and I think ultimately they, they do win. Uh, I, I don't know if I have necessarily rational reasoning for this, but I do think the Br- biggest thing with the Browns is their defense is really well suited to play guys like. Lamar Jackson, they just have to do it and do it consistently. Um, if they can do that, then that's going to give them uh, a big lift. They can potentially control the game with uh, take take the air out of the football a little bit with the running game. Get enough out of the passing game to uh, you know get touchdown drives together and and hopefully play well. the The, the thing with the the Ravens is you know assuming they're healthy, their corners are generally their best spot. Um, the Browns were bad against them the last time with receivers. Um, so whether it's guys like Kareem Hunt, David Njoku, Austin Hooper, Nick Chubb, those type of players, Demetric Felton potentially, uh, and then hopefully Donovan Peoples-Jones can be big-time contributors even if a guy like you know guys like Landry and Higgins aren't. And I don't think that that necessarily is going to hurt you that much because it hasn't in the past. So they can uh, they can certainly – have have come up with an offense to to fluster the Ravens, and this year they're worse. So one would hope that they're able to do that effectively again and create a lot of opportunities to score points. Pete, do we see something like the second Ravens game last year, or do we see something you know more contemporary football? You know, twenty three twenty. You know, 24-17 in your heart of hearts. How do you think this game? unfolds before we maybe kind of get to a prediction? Uh, for some reason, I think it's going to be sort of a middling scoring game. Uh, I, I don't I don't know that either team has necessarily the firepower right this second playing as well as it would like to to, to put up a ton of points. Um, I think both teams are more likely to have longer drives that sort of grind it out a little bit as opposed to big, big plays that just easily go down the field. But that's the problem is, is, you know, the Browns want to keep the ball away from Lamar Jackson. So he has less opportunities to do that. And they do want to really control the the ball. 
and, and you know, do what they did in at least the first drive against the Patriots and, and really grind, grind on them and uh, work the clock. The less possessions that the, the Ravens have, the better opportunity the Browns have to win. So I think that's ultimately why it's not going to be as high scoring. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know that we expected anything along what we got last year either. Um, Pete, the Philadelphia Eagles have had a lot of success the last couple of weeks. And they've kind of gone with the theory of, you know, we know there's one thing we could do. Last week they beat the New Orleans Saints, beat the New Orleans Saints by running the ball over 50 times. Granted, that's a little bit different when you have a player like Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, a lot of plays can turn into runs. You can call some design runs here. Um, but if this gets going their way and between Nick, between Kareem, between Ernest and hell, maybe even uh, Demetric Felton, if it's working, it doesn't matter how you achieve the ultimate goal of winning this game. If you get yourself in a situation where the Ravens can't stop the run, screw everything else. Shove the ball down their throat till they stop it. Yeah, look, this is you know why I, I talked about it before this season. I thought I thought it would be a viable way to play offense in general, which is putting your best eleven on the field, and oftentimes your best eleven includes Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, I think that gives you more options in how you want to run the ball. Gives you more options on how to sort of create, you know quote unquote passes that are basically extensions of the run um, and, and do things along those lines. I mean, you know, more and more teams are, are, are utilizing things like jet sweeps. And I think Kareem Hunt is better than, should be better at that than some of these other guys that, that I've seen do it. So those are options where I think they, they can do some damage in terms of that. But overall, you know, if the Browns offensive line is going to be out there, uh, everybody there and, and, healthier than they have been, then hopefully they can just wear on this defensive line, which at least looks like it's going to be shorthanded. If that's the case, you can just sort of win that way. And one other thing, if it turns out that Calais Campbell is not cleared before Sunday, uh, obviously Chase McLaughlin had you know, a little bit of you know his tough part of the year. Uh, Calais Campbell is an absolute beast at six foot eight in the middle of that line to get a field goal over. Um, and that may be another huge situation where if he is unable to go, um, certainly a favorable situation for the Browns. Pete, before we put this to bed, we fire this up late night, Sunday night. And can we get a coffee sponsorship up here on the Locked On Podcast Network to cover these late night post-game shows? Pete, we're talking about a Browns victory or the Browns falling short yet again to the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I, I have the Browns winning, and I'm not entirely sure why. I do think they match up well. I do think that there's something to be said about the fact that they're um, getting trying at the right to time. well healthy healthier than they have been, and having the bye week behind them, where the Ravens don't get that feeling. I think there's a, there's not there's somewhat of a, a sense of a finish line for the Browns, where the Ravens are are still having to worry about you know they, they play three at least three division games in a row. Um, that there's a sense that they're going to be out there a while and and they don't have that option. I, I think they're going to be super reliant on Lamar Jackson, which is you know obviously not a bad idea. But if the Browns can do what they're supposed to with their, particularly with those two ends um, and the speed they have, then they can they can limit him enough or potentially cause some issues like the Dolphins did and and win the game that way. I will just go with this. I, I'm actually really, really confident. I think it's huge for the Browns that they're getting healthy in this game. I think bringing Kareem Hunt back into this fold here and the fact that where the Browns can say, look, 
we can focus on the run, and we understand we have some warts right now with our passing game, and part of that is due to a banged up and injured quarterback who's out there gutting it out week in, week out. Yeah, I said what I said. I hope you all are understanding exactly what I'm saying. But if we can go this route and lean on the run game for a defense that has a little dysfunction of their own, has some injuries of their own, maybe it's time where now the chips, the cards are maybe going in the way of your Cleveland Browns. He is Pete Smith, Browns Digest on SportsIllustrated.com. Pete and the team kill it week in, week out. Make sure you're reading all the work over there. The For Pete's Sake podcast, Pete and Nicole, always excellent, always fantastic. Um, Nicole brings out a side of Pete uh, that maybe we don't always see, uh, but Nicole is feisty, fun. Make sure you're checking out, of course, uh, the uh, For Pete's Sake podcast. Um, follow at underscore Pete Smith underscore show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open over there as well. Ideas, thoughts. Um, everybody, as we go into Sunday Night Football, pace yourselves, people. Pace yourselves. It's going to be a late, late start. Find something to do during the day. If you have to help the spouse take down the Thanksgiving decorations, start Christmas um, decorations. Great idea to get yourself ready for the 820 start. And Al Michaels and the slide for Mr. Chris Collinsworth to kick off Sunday Night Football in what should be an enormous, enormous game for your Cleveland Browns. With that said, everybody have a great weekend. See y'all Sunday night. We'll be firing it up right afterwards. So you figure an 820 start, you should have your post-game locked on Browns by midnight at the worst. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.